Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shelf Logic, uh, Maricopa County Library podcast. Uh, my name is Nicholas. My name is Travis. And we are going to be talking about movies today that if you were channel surfing, like on TNT or TBS, and you saw this movie, and you're like, yeah, sure, I'd watch this. <laughs> uh, we, we have those in our collection. I mean, it beats it beats, you know, going like super deep into your Netflix queue because you can go there and and you'll want to get out so fast. There's places you don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. You, you can, don't want to go. You deep can down. really go down a a very dangerous rabbit yes. hole with that. And then your Netflix recommendations will be all messed yep. up. Yeah. And anyway, so uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Right into it. You want to begin with? <laughs> yeah. You you pick first. Okay. So uh, this is one I just thought about because a lot of my choices I think were going to be good movies. <laughs> So I'm going to leave with a bad yes. one first. It's like first. Art, art house movies. Like, I just happened <laughs> to see this art house movie on cable TV. I would watch it. Yeah, I watched It was Citizen Kane came on, and I was like, <laughs> Why not? I don't know if that's art house. But, okay, so I wish I knew what year it was. It's definitely a super 90s or very late 80s movie. Um, I believe the book is written by Michael Crichton. Is that correct? I I'm about think to look so, that up. yes. I think so. Yes, We're going to look that up while we chat. Yes, um, it is. It is, dude. Okay, it so is. the movie, uh, cinematic classic, Congo. <laughs> <laughs> I love, it's, oh, you're, 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 well, I guess the. Is the, it late 80s? Well, the book was written in 1980. Oh, wow, so, okay, what about the movie? Uh, I am checking adaptations. Fun fact it is essentially a modern-day version of King Solomon's Minds. 1995 was the film. Hey, okay, so right in there. Yeah, I was going to say that lines up perfectly with my childhood. So I used to wait, like, on... I think this movie came on HBO, and I didn't realize that it was the time before you could see what movies were coming. You had to watch, like, that one you, channel you that the scrolled. Mer- the mercy of the channel. <laughs> yeah. So, like, any time it came on, I was like, this is a PG-13 movie. It's going to be Congo. It's going to be Congo. Um, so... So many times I have just been passing through, and it is Congo. So fun fact, yeah. the guy, uh, Frank Marshall, he who directed Congo, uh, helped form Amblin Entertainment with Steven Spielberg, which explains the leeway he got to direct Ar- Arachnophobia no. Alive, Congo, <laughs> 8 Below in 2006. He took like an 11-year gap between <laughs> Congo and his next movie. Uh, and the Bee Gees, How You Can Mend a Broken Heart. Yeah. So... He's, uh, he's buried. Uh, All right, so our next podcast is going to be the works of Frank Marshall. Was that it? We're yeah, just going to go through. I mean, he's got pretty varied. Like, the last... He's been executive producer on so much stuff. He executive produced The Bourne Identity. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he executive produced Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. Mm-hmm. Curious Case of Benjamin Button. All right, yeah, The okay. Last Airbender. Okay. The movie, not the TV show. All right. Uh, just want to make that clear. It's a worse. Assassin's Creed, a oh, children's movie? Jurassic Park, what? A children's Jurassic Park TV show, and then the new Jurassic World. So, so he's, wow, he's actually going to be fitting with several of ours that we've talked. <laughs> he's our patron saint for this podcast, Frank Marshall. Frank Marshall. <laughs> we'll rename it to the Frank Marshall Podcast. The Frank Marshall Podcast. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, he's got the Spielberg seal of approval, so yeah. it's like okay, he's, he's got a. Uh, 
He's, he's got a lot of leeway. There. And I kind of like arachnophobia. Yeah. Like, it, it, I used to be horrified of spiders, so I didn't watch it. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. Uh, Congo. Um, basically, I don't even know what happens. I've seen this movie 30 times. <laughs> basically, there are diamonds in the Congo, <laughs> which... name. It's like... It's like you can... Um, they're, they're used for some kind of telecommunications thing. Yeah. But they also, you put them in a gun and they shoot lasers. (laughs) That's unexpected. I don't know what they're doing there. But it has an incredible, incredible Tim Curry performance. Tim Curry from, um, oh my gosh, what's that one? Is Frankenfurter. Why am I forgetting? Rocky Horror Picture Show. I literally just blanked on this, yes. Uh, and also a ton of other. It was a Pennywise in the four-hour-long It TV movie. He, I actually just got into watching Criminal Minds. He was a serial killer on Criminal Minds. Okay, so that's that, that fits with the uh, his mo as an actor. <laughs> but yeah, you know the movie. I think I actually watched it not too long. It has Laura Linney in it. Yeah, you know, it's, like it's, it's got a stacked cast. It's got Dylan Walsh. Dylan Walsh. Yeah, I was thinking, what's so. the other guy's name? Um, yeah, but look, you watch this movie. If you just don't think too hard about yeah. it, and you want to see some like random things and gorillas like murdering people and do they get to use the diamond laser guns they oh missed opportunity I was like I don't think so because then it's just like a gorilla garage situation (laughs) so which they kind of are dude now that you say garage it's very similar because they're like really very intelligent and devious and I think they're like there may be even like a mystical element to it they're like protecting the diamonds Um, but anyways, at the end, they do use, spoiler alert, they use the, uh, the diamond telecommunications gun to, like, just wreck havoc. I think there's a volcano at the end, destroying the jungle, and there's fire. Um, yeah, watch it. Definitely recommend. Um, I'm gonna actually probably have to watch it soon now. Okay. Well, just to see. Speaking of, I guess, weird animal-based movies that are also... (laughs) somehow related to Steven Spielberg. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom oh, yeah. is probably my fa- my not favorite. It's definitely not a favorite movie. Uh, but it's it's one that I think I've seen at least three times just because, you know, my mother-in-law has it on or somehow it gets on a screen where I'm nearby and I'm just like, I'll watch this. Um, so if you've never seen Jurassic World, I mean, I was going to say shame on you, but eh, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert for the first Jurassic World. It's Jurassic Park, but again. <laughs> Literally. It's, it's, it's like the, what, The Force Awakens? Like yes. Star Wars, but again. Yeah. Um, so... I, I think Fallen Kingdom is literally just like Jurassic Park 2, but again. Yeah. Now that I think yeah. about... So, the, the, essentially... Jurassic, you know, in Jurassic World, the new Jurassic Park, surprising no one, has a catastrophic meltdown, people <laughs> die, dinosaurs, you know, do, do dinosaur things. Um, for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the whole thing now is people are saying we should protect dinosaurs, they're not these rampaging monsters, you know, dinosaur rights, that sort of thing. Which is fascinating. Which is, that's, yeah, that's which a good is, way to go. I mean, which I is think. fine, but yeah, no, yeah. dinosaurs will also eat your face yeah, off. Yeah, life finds a way. I yeah. Mean, yeah. To murder you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like that, that should just be the tagline for everything. If it's not, missed opportunity, really. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so then, the, the you know, the main characters from... 
from the first Jurassic World go back to the island somehow despite having seen, oh, they go to collect DNA from the super dinosaur that was invented oh. in the first movie. Yeah. The Indominus Rex. The Indominus, because, okay, yeah, it's, yeah. This one, so the joke in the first one was like, you know, raptors can't open doors, but they can open doors. <laughs> this, the Indominus Rex in the first one can like mind control other dinosaurs. It can become invisible. Oh my gosh, I um, forgot all of this to you said. It can, it can somehow, like despite being 25 feet tall, sneak up on you completely <laughs> silently like a ninja. <laughs> on numerous occasions. <laughs> on numerous occasions. Yeah. You're expecting it. Um, so they essentially, they, you know, these main characters and go back to grab, uh, <laughs> grab some DNA. Surprise, they mess things up super hard. <laughs> um, People think we sh they should exterminate the dinosaurs, you know, etc. They go back to try to, I think it's evacuate the dinosaurs from the yes. island. Yes, because there's a volcano that's about there to There is. Up. Oh my god. That's what the catalyst. <laughs> um, so they think, you know, we better go back and save the dinosaurs. Uh, they get there, and there's mercenaries that want the dinosaurs to do evil things. They, I believe, the mercenaries take the dinosaurs off the island. At one point, you see the Tyrannosaurus like murder another dinosaur all triumphantly and it's 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 like a metaphor for the entire franchise yeah. I feel like <laughs> um, I, th I think it kills the Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park 3 and then like uh, stands on top of it waving its little arms around triumphantly um, they, and then, they, they jump a, sh a literal shark Yes, the they, they do. <laughs> well, they do that that, I think they do that in the first one. Yeah, I think I'm making it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, both movies kind of tend to blend together, <laughs> um, honestly. But uh, they find their way onto this mercenary, sh mercenary ship. Um, they're taking dinosaurs to do evil dinosaur things. Stow away. They end up at, you know, I think it's, is it InGen anymore? I can't uh, remember. I can't remember either. Um, I feel like it is, though. It's probably InGen because, spoiler alert, for all of you who keep up on Jurassic Park lore, Henry Wu is there. Yes. The, the dude who was responsible for all the dinosaurs in the first one. Right. So, essentially, he's, you know, he says, I'm creating a dinosaur that's somehow worse than the Indominus Rex. It's Indoraptor. Oh, gosh. It's basically, like, <laughs> think halfway between a T-Rex and a Raptor. <laughs> So it's like as smart as a raptor, but also as like destructive as a T-Rex. Uh, it's been specifically trained for military things. So yeah. uh, there's a gun where you can actually point a laser and like click a, a sound like a like you're you know telling a cat not to do something like, <laughs> and then it will attack that thing, which is actually super ridiculous. I mean, I don't know why you would use that dinosaur because it can't mind control other dinosaurs or turn invisible or right. ninja. So why would it you seems bother? like that should be the one that you yeah. really base your like military exactly. like, spending <laughs> right. on? Like, if you're gonna do one dinosaur, yeah. Um, okay, so I totally forgot this, but isn't there something mentioned at the very end? Total spoilers about clones and they're cloning they're gonna do like a dinosaur human hybrid no that was actually, is that in the book that was actually the original plan for jurassic park 3 if you okay. look up some of the concept art online it is wild okay i'm gonna yeah, have to do it's that. bananas that's um, incredibly fascinating it's, it's, do they mention cloning in fallen kingdom like well, at the very end i think only as much as they can essentially like you know combine dinosaurs to create like other hybrid dinosaurs. Okay, so that's the Indoraptor, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay, okay. Which, um, <laughs> so at the end, you know, shockingly, Indoraptor dies. I think they impale it on like the bones of another dinosaur. Um, breaks Probably. through a window. It's 
severely underused Jeff Goldblum in that movie as well. Really, he's only at the end just yeah. to say life finds a way. Yeah, right. like that. That's I mean, it's like come on, you got Goldblum, man. You, right. I, I wonder if he will be back. I guess he is. I've yeah. heard the third one he's back more, and Alan Grant and uh, what? I think uh, I would. I would hope Alan Grant would be. Yeah, um, I think. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. lie. We we but, don't we don't want to give you false information. Yes, here. don't do that. Um, but as much as we kind of harp on them, they're fun action. Oh, yeah, like they're, sure. They're, they're fun to watch. You'll, you'll be like, these are good special effects. I like watching dinosaurs do things. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they kind of scratch the same itch as the first Jurassic Park, really. Sure. Uh, which, fun fact, uh, if, if you only know about... I'm just going to drop some dinosaur trivia on you because <laughs> I don't get the opportunity to do that enough in my daily life. Uh, the velociraptors in the original Jurassic Park were not velociraptors. Uh-huh. Literally, Steven Spielberg took the name of another dinosaur and shoved it on this you one. You were kidding me. Nope. I had no Those idea. Those actually uh, Deinonychus. What? Is what they're called. Velociraptors were actually way smaller. They're like the size of a dog. Okay. They're tiny. That's so, fascinating. Yes. And fun fact, uh, current science now doesn't think that the T-Rex could like sprint after you like you were in a Jeep. Uh, the theory is because I guess the, they have similar lungs to birds. Um, they were actually ambush predators. Interesting. Well, so maybe they do have those, like, sneak-up qualities. (laughs) I I guess, theoretically, they would kind of explode at you from the forest. Okay. Uh, Also, they hunted in packs. So they're kind of like raptors. Basically. They're raptors of the Jurassic Park world. So it's it's like instead of being chased by one T-Rex, you're just kind of chilling, and then, like, five or six T-Rexes explode from the tree line. It's it's so much worse. I feel like that would... I mean, you got to put that in the third one. I know, I right? Mean, it's, it's like... I mean, that that's way scarier than any sort of... Like 100%. Ninja, camouflage, invisible, mind-controlling <laughs> dinosaur. I love how as time goes on, more and more of, like, what is just, like, mentioned about dinosaurs in those movies is absolutely just wrong. Oh, yeah. Or discounted. Yeah. I guess dramatic license. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's, you know, archaeology is an exact science. It's yeah. not an exact science. But yeah, true. Still. But, uh, yeah. so what's your, what's your next okay, one? Okay, next one. Keeping with this theme. And I, and I will say, all these movies we talk about, I think are absolutely worth watching. Mm-hmm. They're probably fun. Um, this next movie, a 1996 film. Uh, oh, also with a screenplay by Michael Crichton. <laughs> what is this? I, the Michael Crichton? This feels weird now. This is weird. We didn't plan this. We did. Uh, executive produced by Steven Spielberg. The classic Twister. Oh, man. All I remember <laughs> is the cow. The cat? The cat, the cow. It gets oh, the cow, the yeah. That's yeah. like, oh. All I remember. And I also remember at the very end, they're like, was it a, is it an F5? I used to be obsessed with this. I got obsessed with tornadoes. I wanted to be a storm chaser, uh, living in Virginia at the time. Um, anyway, so at the very end, there's like the F5, which is like the biggest. I think it's F6. Anyways, it's, it's the biggest tornado. And Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt, also a great cast in this, yeah. are like... They, they're like, you know, you have the middle of the hurricane, of the tornado, which apparently is like the eye of a hurricane in this. I guess. But I there's like multiple twisters inside of this twister. <laughs> and so they tie themselves to like a water pump out in this building. And so they're like inside of the twister. They're holding on like by this belt that's holding on to this water thing. Their legs are up in there and they're just looking at this like destructive power. And they live. Sure. And they live a long, long life. Uh, <laughs> so basically, the movie is about a bunch of storm chasers chasing I mean, really tornadoes. That's it. It's a twist. Twister. 
so yeah, the plot also on Wikipedia. Well, actually, that's it's very really long. long. So that is more, way more than any. It's like six paragraphs. Whoa. Uh, basically, there are some twisters. There's a lot of like. There's a romantic <laughs> angle, like not between twisters. Though. Not between twisters. Well. <laughs> Twister 2. That, 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 that went straight to video. Uh, but basically, I think Helen Hunt it leads a storm, a uh, group of storm chasers. Bill Paxton leads a group. They used to be married. Is, is the state yeah. big enough for two groups of storm yeah. chasers? No. Oh, <laughs> it also has, oh my gosh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think, oh, is in that movie. Man. Who is... An absolute who I feel like who I feel like deserves better than Twister. So much better. He was so good in that movie. It is Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's blowing my mind right now. Uh, anyways, very fun movie though. As a kid, I just loved it, and I would see it come on television constantly and sit and watch it from whatever oh, part. Wow. Um, yeah, de- definitely check that one out. It's probably what hour and a half, two hours. Of, yeah, that was. Um, it's fun outlandish you know it's about tornadoes we don't have tornadoes here so you're not like oh my gosh that hits too close to home <laughs> yeah, right so right that's yeah. always good check that one out uh so my next movie actually continuing weirdly with the weather theme is uh it's a gerard butler movie which i will okay. watch any gerard butler movie on like cable except for weirdly the first 300 movie oh really that movie bores me that's interesting. It's so Did you like the second one? Did you I, see that? I weirdly like the second one more. What? I know that that's everybody's cue, everybody's Hot. outrage reaction. <laughs> um, Hot take. I actually did enjoy the second one more. Um, interesting. Just because I don't know. At least it was a little more varied. It kind of took the like, hey, look, the Athenians were here too, and they did things. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's. Uh, I don't. I, I enjoyed the second one more, but I know I'm in the minority there. Is it also um, directed by? Um, I doubt it. Okay, yeah. No. So a little less slow motion. Don't, actually, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't recall. There was no screaming and kicking of people into pits. Yeah. Uh, we we get into like the whole whole thing on that, but not actually the movie I was going to talk about. Um, but this movie I'm actually talking about is called Geostorm. Okay. Which is literally it's 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 a it's a wet a weather disaster movie like. What? Kind of, okay, so the, ba- the basic premise, and this is absolutely bananas, is that like <laughs> the war? Yeah, he, he just lo- Travis is just looking it up and laughing at uh, it. Right now okay. it's, um, there's a network of satellites that control the weather in the world, and. It's essentially they do. I, I don't know what the science is behind it. I'm not a climatologist. I'm, I'm sure even if I were, I wouldn't <laughs> understand it because it doesn't exist. Um, but you know, soon bad bad weather things start happening, and and you know what what is the the satellite actually has a name that's not super threatening, but basically it's like there was a traitor on the satellite, and he's you know attacking the Earth with weather. <laughs> is it Dutch boy? Oh yeah, they called the Dutch. Is that the name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's because of the. Uh, gosh, what is? It? It's like the the Dutch fable. The boy plugs the uh, hole in the dam by sticking his finger into it. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, it's yeah. like it's mildly clever. Okay. Um, but so the reason I chose this was because the special effects are pretty good. But <laughs> the best. I was watching it with my wife, who I will say upfront had never seen this movie. Was only half paying attention to it. Every single thing happened. She called. <laughs> That's Gerard Butler's brother. You know, he gets kicked out for, of, you know, the service for something. At one point, 
he and his brother are talking about like a fishing trip with dad and and my wife is just she's I think she's cleaning and she says they didn't really take a fishing trip they're talking in code <laughs> and I'm like no they did as soon as these people hang up it's like I never went on a fishing trip with dad he's like that's this that's the code I was like oh my god <laughs> That is awesome. Which actually speaking of, so so that's a fun movie to watch, but also speaking of uh, the, what is it? It's uh, Olympus has fallen, London has fallen, oh, yeah. Angel has fallen. Okay, All, yeah. Also with Gerard Butler. All very fun to watch movies. Is this like his Taken franchise kind in a way? Of, except, like... except it also has um, Morgan Freeman in it, which is Oh, cool. in all three? In all three. Um, okay. So for those of you who haven't seen Olympus has fallen, it's basically... North Koreans take control of the White House, which is codenamed Olympus, which is just the coolest codename. Um, <laughs> London Has Fallen doesn't get a codename because it's just the city of London that's <laughs> taken over by terrorists at a funeral. Uh, Angel Has Fallen is actually about Gerard Butler being framed for killing the president. Interesting. Uh, I've never seen any of these movies. They're actually really fun. Yeah, okay, I'll have um, to watch those. I would definitely start with Olympus Has Fallen because it somehow gets more realistic as the franchise. That, which is kind of rare. I yeah, feel like it's for... very rare. Yeah, in the, in the first, in Olympus Has Fallen, uh, North Koreans fire at the White House, and I'm like, well, that's probably not ever going to okay. happen. Uh, but those are really fun movies to uh, to just kind of put on mindlessly. They're you can engage with them as much as you want. You can be into it or just be like, oh, hey, this is happening. <laughs> um, all, fun, all very fun movies. Um, and Angels Has Fallen just came out okay. a year ago. All right, yeah. I think, all right, I'll have to check those out. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. Good. I mean, if you have Morgan Freeman in your movie, yeah, you kind of win. He's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're really in it for Gerard Butler, just like you're kind of in Taken for Liam Neeson. Yeah, true, true. You know, there, there's no good quotes like, like Taken. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, I guess uh, any other Liam Neeson movie, like, you know, The Commuter, Take It on a Train. Yeah. God, what's the other one? I want to see it's, like, Ice Cold. But uh, I, oh, man, I know exactly. But it's, it's, it's Liam it's, Neeson. It's where the plane crashes and there's wolves. Is no, it that that's one? The Grey. The Grey. That was a great movie. Yeah. Actually. No, no, I was thinking of... Uh, Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit. Oh, that's a 2019 movie. Yeah, that one just okay. came out, so... Uh, I mean, you kind of know what it's. It's Liam Neeson and the Snowplow. Okay, I've heard it's uh -huh. actually funny. Yeah, it's it like this weird okay. action comedy movie. But okay. I read the summary, and it's also kind of dark. Okay. So interesting. But yeah, I've never seen The Commuter, but I feel like it would be good. I have. Is that the, oh, wait, which so one is that one? Taken on a train. Yeah, that was a good movie. Okay, that's what I thought. Surprisingly good. Like, because I, I think he's a pretty good actor. He is. Like, he's got range. He, like, right, he, he can add a gravitas yeah, you to, don't like... See, you don't see it ever since Taken, quite honestly. Right. But before that, he did a lot. I'll always remember him as Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's our time? We got time for one more? Yeah, we do. All right. Um, what I'm going to do, which this is actually one of my all-time favorite movies, but it is hilarious to watch it on television because it is a R rating. Snakes on a plane. Uh, no, but that's uh, The Big Lebowski. Okay. Um, so if you have not seen The Big Lebowski, I feel like it's a movie you either love or hate. I've never enjoyed it. I tried to watch it. Yeah, it's I like, feel like we've talked about this yeah, before. I, I, I love it unconditionally so much. I'll probably see that movie 40 times. Anytime I see it on, I'll watch it. You have Jeff Bridges... John Goodman and Steve Buscemi just hanging out. You Thug win. It. You win. You got Sam Elliott in there. Um, Julianne Moore. Oh my gosh. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, incredible movie. I've basically this dude. The, his the name dude. is the dude. Uh, gets his rug, rug stolen 
because they think that he is another person who's also named Jeffrey Lebowski um, and shenanigans ensue. I think it's actually is a movie about like ideology actually okay. in a way. Like I think there are some deep, I mean it's a Coen Brothers movie so, so it's yeah. like there are some deep elements yeah. but man, hilarious, incredibly acted. I uh, heard that John Goodman said that was his favorite movie he's ever been in. Okay. Which I could see, he's having so much fun. Watch that movie just for John Goodman. Ah, uh, John Goodman. Well, definitely check out any of these movies we've yes. just talked about. I think they all absolutely fit the bill. This has been Shelf Logic. Check us out. We'll be coming. Uh, we have one episodes every week, I believe. So keep on listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ. 